Good morning, everyone. Exodus chapter 28. In this chapter, we see the great care, beauty, uh, details of Aaron and the priests and what they were going to wear when they were going to approach God in the tabernacle. I think it's incredibly interesting to think about the holiness of God and a very long chapter where how many verses do we have? 43 verses of instruction on what Aaron and the priests would wear to come before God. Such great details. And and they would come through to visit with God and prepare themselves to be consecrated, to be holy, to be set apart, and with great care. And then it said also with great beauty. Uh, that they would come before the Lord. Now, I have a picture that if you want to look at it on the podcast, you'll see it of what Aaron may have looked like. And it's quite neat. Uh, he wrote an, he had an inscription on his head, and this is all talked about in this chapter, but it said, holy to the Lord. And you know that in the New Testament, it says that we are to be holy as he is holy. Uh, God is holy. and to be in his midst, he desires our pursuit also of holiness. He had a breastplate with 12 stones in it, and it, it looks like a square um, breastplate, and it had like chains, so to speak, going around his shoulder and then around his waist to hold the breastplate like over his chest. But then it had 12 stones representing the the 12 tribes of Israel on his chest. And when he would go to make sacrifice unto the Lord, it was as though he was bringing the sin of the nation with him. He was bringing the sacrificial, uh, the sacrifice to God on behalf of Israel, and those twelve stones represented that. Um, he wore a big robe, and it, you know, I think covered up obviously his nakedness, and it went all the way to the tops of his feet, just so that. There would never be anything inappropriate, you know, uh, revealed by the priest. Um, it was made of fine linen. He had a girdle on his waist, obviously, to hold the robe, robe in. There were onyx stones on his shoulders. And it's just a, a beautiful image of this priest. And it, it goes over all of this, as I mentioned, in detail. You might want to take a look at that picture. But... I think what's really interesting is that now today we are called a kingdom of priests and we don't have to dress that way before we go to God. There's a, a word in the Bible that in the New Testament, so Greek, that refers to putting your clothes on. It's uh, E-N-D-Y-O is the transliteration. It's to sink into clothing to put on, to clothe oneself. Now, in the Old Testament, there was great preparation to approach God um, in the tabernacle, and it was with sacrifice, too, to make atonement for one's sin. But what's incredible is that in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is the final Lamb of God who paid the price for our sin, and as a result of that, we've been given right standing before God. We've been clothed with his righteousness. 
we now are considered holy because of the forgiveness of sins that Jesus Christ has given us and the great care that was needed for a priest to approach God, that great care has been provided for us in the sacrifice of his son. And now the way that we clothe ourselves is largely spiritual. It's largely through God's righteousness that he gives us through forgiveness. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful thing. And I want to read to you some verses that have that word that are about sinking into one's clothing. Uh, many times it's translated put on, like you'd put on clothes. Listen to this in Romans thirteen fourteen, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when, when we come to him in faith and we're born again, we place our trust in Jesus, it's as though we've put on him. Uh, we've put on his his priestly wear. We've put on the righteousness that Aaron had to make sure he was had everything right to approach God or he would die. Now, through Jesus Christ, we can approach God because of his forgiveness and his righteousness. Um, listen to this. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. That's Galatians 3.27. Have you been baptized? See, there's something to that. You know, yes, we're saved by faith and putting our faith in, in Jesus. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. Have you done that, though? Have you gone to God and said, God, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. And I... I confess and believe in you as my Lord and Savior. Have you done that? Have you prayed that to him and made it official? And through that said, you know what? I, I'm making a commitment now. I want to follow you and honor you as the Lord of my life. That's how you make it official. But even to a greater degree, how you do what's honorable and right and obedient to the Lord is that you get baptized. Because baptism is a physical expression of your faith decision where you go underwater where you would die to your you die to your old ways and you would die underwater, but then you raise out of the water and you rise to new life in Christ. It's a symbol of realizing that Jesus died for you. It's a symbol of being washed and cleansed and being raised to new life in Jesus. And it says all of you who are baptized have clothed yourselves. And you know, to approach God rightly, you have to have the right clothes. But only now, today, it's not clothes like Aaron, it's the clothes of Christ. It's putting him on through faith. And you have to have those clothes to make it to heaven. You have to have those clothes to uh, to be right before God. Um, Ephesians 4.24, and put on the new man, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Now you could try to rely on your own holiness, but you're, you're not going to be holy enough. So you better clothe yourself with the holiness of Christ through faith and baptism in him. Um, how about this? Colossians 3, 10 and 12. Having put on the new man who has been renewed into a full knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Um, and l listen to how it, what we put on is now spiritual. Colossians 3, 12. So as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And when we put him on, it's as though his Holy Spirit is coming to dwell inside of us, and it strengthens us then to 
not just put on clothes, but to put on the kind of character and Holy Spirit fruit of God. Um, listen to First Thessalonians 5. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate, like Aaron had a breastplate on, of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. You might even like the full armor of God from uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Do you see that? It all is like symbolic back to Aaron's priesthood, but now we're a kingdom of priests when we've accepted Jesus Christ and we can come to his into his presence and go into his heaven because we have the right clothes. We've clothed ourselves with Jesus. You know, there's a parable in the Bible uh, that Jesus gives about a wedding feast and a man like tried to sneak in and it's almost like a picture of heaven. He tried to sneak in without the wedding clothes and the king saw the person come into the wedding and he wasn't dressed right for the wedding and he kicked him out of the wedding. Uh, listen to this in Matthew twenty two eleven. But when the king came in to look over the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed in the wedding clothes. And the picture is, is that even they, the, that in this case, the king may have provided people with clothes to wear to come into the wedding. And the guy just snuck in and didn't put on the clothes. And he was kicked out of the wedding. And you could say kicked out of heaven. Now, I don't know how you're, you're making it into heaven without, you know, because you're not. But it's a symbol here. It's a symbol. And, and essentially, that's what it's going to be like to go to heaven, is that you have to be clothed with Christ. Otherwise, you're not going to be permitted. You have to have the right clothes. But now it's not a set of clothes. It's faith in your Lord and Jesus and the righteousness that he gives you through his forgiveness, clothe yourselves with Jesus Christ. Isn't it beautiful how Old Testament things come together in the New Testament with Jesus? But now here's the thing. Even though we have to not rely on our own holiness, but God's, and not a physical clothes, but the spiritual clothes of forgiveness and righteousness through Jesus, I do think there's something to be said about preparation to meet the Lord spiritually and physically, meaning we also are called to be holy as he is holy. So like, you know, we should be seeking to, we'll see this in the next chapter, consecrate ourselves. We should be seeking to set ourselves apart to God, fully committed to him, holy unto him, not living in sin, not messed up in worldliness. Like, even though we clothe ourselves through faith in the clothes of Christ, it doesn't mean that we as humans shouldn't pursue being holy. And we have a responsibility that it's definitely not talked about enough today to, to be holy unto God and to live holy lives. We should be, we should be pursuing that. And I would say even our dress does matter too. Like Aaron had all this preparation to come before God. And and now again, ultimately we've been clothed through faith in Christ. But should we wake out of bed, not comb our hair, put on a hat, and just come irreverently to church? Or now listen, I'm not trying to say we gotta wear a suit or something like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. We have 
You know, there's a couple people that sometimes dress up like that at our church, and that's fine. But I do think we should be like, okay, I'm coming before God. I'm going to church. Now, God's in us. He's with us all the time, so it's not just at church. But I still think we should represent ourselves. And, you know, if Aaron had to wear a robe all the way down to his ankles, like, we shouldn't be showing off our body parts either, you know, at at church. Like, you know, I mean, there's something to be said, men and women, to just dress appropriately, dress conservatively, and to want to be pleasing to God. Now, ultimately, we're pleasing through faith, but uh, I think about it. I think about what I wear, and I don't, I don't overly dress up as a pastor, but I think about representing myself, um, you know, in, in a representable way before God and before his people. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't come to church unshowered, un, un, you know, uncombed. I mean, I, I, I want to, I want to represent myself before the Lord rightly and show that I, I care in being his representative. And, uh, does that mean to say, you know, whatever, you can go too far with all this stuff, but I, I, I just would think about it. I just would think about it. If I were the people of God, I would think about honoring him in, um, representing him in, in this world and in the church. I do think there's something to be said for it. So ultimately though, there was great design, care, detail to prepare a priest to come before the Lord in the tabernacle, to come near to him. And isn't it amazing that now today, in order to come near to God, in fact, he lives inside of you if you've born again, and one day you're going to go home to be with the Lord. And what allows you to be in his presence, righteous, is the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ, clothing yourself with the righteousness that he gives you. He gives you the garments to prepare you for heaven through faith in his son. Hallelujah, and God bless you all.